Hey friend, happy new year. In this episode, we talk about a lot of stuff and that includes abuse and cults. If you suspect you might be in an abusive relationship or you have witnessed abuse and weren't sure what you could do to help, I want to recommend a really great resource, which is thehotline.org. It's the National Domestic Violence Hotline website, and there's a lot of really great information, including just all of the different ways that abuse can manifest itself. Sometimes we don't even realize we're being abused until years later, and abuse doesn't always come in the form of physical violence. So if you think that you might be experiencing abuse, or if you suspect that someone you know might be experiencing abuse, go to thehotline.org. You can call and talk to someone, and you can also just chat with someone online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Everyone deserves healthy relationships, and you are deserving of love and respect. Welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Hi. I am joined by uh, two lovely people today. Um, The first is my guest co-host. He's been on the show a whole bunch of times, but this is his first time being my guest co-host. It's it's actor and director. Oh, hi. Donovan (gasps) Patton. Hey, now. You're not getting rid of me. That's right. I'm back. (laughs) We were trying so hard to shake you, but now, we I couldn't. Feel like we, need to, we need to establish my new authority as co-host. Like, what are my new powers? Do I have powers? Um, I feel like I need powers. Uh, well, you get to help sort of steer the show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Vague you... power doesn't really exist. Gotcha. <laughs> you, you help me um, make our guest feel welcome in this oh. new landscape cool. that you are familiar with. Yeah, I like it. So far, slightly Walmart greeterish, but I'm I'm down. I'm I'm okay. gonna pay you about five hundred dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about—the executive bump. <laughs> I've been thinking that lately. I'm like, oh man, I probably should like pay my guest co-hosts. No, then you don't get the real. <laughs> then then it's just like you're not sure if they're just you know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Now I know that you're for real. You're here for the show, Donovan. Yeah. You're not here for the cash. Um, let me introduce our lovely guest. Uh, she is a filmmaker, an acting coach, and an actress, Giovanni Espiritu. Hello. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, it's Espiritu. And I'm totally going to hold Donovan to the, you know, the role of making me feel comfortable on the show because you've assigned that to him. So I'm going to I'm going to call on you for moral support. (laughs) No, I was thinking immediately. I was like, do you have enough water? Do you need um, uh, coffee? Yeah, some drinks coffee. with a shot of whiskey would be amazing. Ooh, nice. Usually, I feel like usually when Donovan comes on the show, he is always armed with booze and snacks. Yeah. Oh, I love him already. And now and I, I can't I, though. It's weird. I, I feel like I should have door dashed it or something. I should have. I should have. I should have secretly like just showed up and left stuff on your door. <sighs> I feel like I'm the worst, and I always forget like hostess gifts and stuff when I go to things. And oh my I feel gosh. like Donovan Patton would never forget. 
That's the only thing I remember out of all of it. Like my my mom is really good about all that stuff. And, 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 and yeah, she remembers birthdays. She sends cards. She wraps everything immaculately. I'm like, oh, hey, you had a birthday last year, right? Happy birthday. This is exactly why I don't like going to parties because I hate bringing stuff and I hate having to remember things. So I am okay with being an introvert and antisocial and especially at this time. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, this is the time. This is your time. This is my time. This is my time. I am glowing up in this time. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I do. I do like like shopping. I feel like Trader Joe's is my favorite place to find like I like to hoard host gifts and then just watch them Ooh. go bad in my in my cabinet because I don't go anywhere. Um, but I do love to like hoard little you know treats and just in case. Uh, just in case. Because you never, I never think ahead of time, like, oh, we have a, whatever, someone's having a housewarming this weekend, I better get some, like, I never will think of it, but if I'm, like, leaving the house, back in the olden days when we would leave the house, mm. and it's like, okay, bye, babysitter, and then it's like, oh, right, let me get that, that package of, uh, you know, feminist art uh, <laughs> tattoos out of my... <laughs> cabinet uh <laughs> you know I, I i like the process of re-gifting though but you know it, it makes me like I, I i'll feel better about myself if i just consider it re-gifting even though it's like something like i'm a horrible person um so i moved to this new place because my son moved back in with me which we'll get to later but okay. um but the neighbor from across the street wanted me to feel at home and socially distanced and left a cute little plant on my doorstep and then like a month later I gave her two like face masks that were like really like shitty looking and I was like I tried (laughs) hey you tried I tried I think that's the important thing hang on you gave somebody something in 2020 to put on their face yeah Self-care. It was unopened. It was an unopened package. I, I totally well, stand by my okay. decision. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Wait, like, I'm... like from Aunt Rona. Just here you go. <laughs> Aunt Rona gave these to me and I'm giving them to you. Why did you give her a present? I get why she gave you a present. It'd be like, welcome to the neighborhood. You're in a new home. But why did you give her a present? I don't know. It's the same reason why I say I'm sorry when people bump into me. I I have I issues. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand the, the well, I mean, that, that's just according, you're adhering to the laws of physics. They bumped into you. According to Newton, you bumped into them just as much. Is that? It's is that scientifically a, proven. Science. science. I get it. Sometimes I'll get a thank you note or like a thank you gift or something. And you, I want to send a thank you gift note for their thank you gift yeah and it's like no no we have to stop we can't (laughs) that's crazy no thank you (laughs) no after you you? oh no after you you go first (laughs) Uh, ladies first oh no beauty before brains uh beauty before (laughs) that would be a terrible thing to say to someone (laughs) you've been in la too long betsy that's when when that you know can you imagine saying that to someone beauty Beauty before brains (laughs) So you go ahead. Oh my god, that's so shitty. <laughs> you're beautiful, but you're stupid. Uh, so I have three kids. They are still, they're all boys still. And um, I have a four-year-old who's going to be turning five in a few days. Um, oh, yeah. uh, and then I have an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old. What do you got over there, Donovan? 
Nice. I have a 10-year-old girl and an 8-year-old boy. In that order. Right on. I forgot that we have, like, ma- matching kids. We yeah. could put them in a, you know, a, a, a boxing ring and they'd all, you know, they'd line up. Um <laughs> Boxing ring? I don't know. You guys, I'm out of my mind. I feel like we should just send them off into a park if, in full-sized hamster balls. And yes. then you'll be like, now, that's your play date. You can that hang is, out now. That is a thing. Why have we not all been employing those? Those are things. that. They well, there existed. was a concert where they did, like, plastic pods for people in the audience. And I don't remember where that was, but I was like, that is amazing. Why can't we do more of that? For is that real like a dance life. party where everybody has the headphones on and like their own VR thing, like a VR club experience? And then that would just... be amazing too. But I think I saw a picture of like a band on the stage, and then everybody in the audience was in those plastic hamster bubbles. Oh. And I was like, that was amazing. Whoever thought of that was genius. That is yeah. genius. And then after the <laughs> concert is over, they all have to like disperse like slowly and clumsily <laughs> to like. <laughs> A place where they could be six feet away and then come out of their hamster bubble. No, then they go down a huge marble run, and they oh. like that's how you leave. <gasps> that'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be. I'm yeah, so sorry, be. everyone. The only way out of this concert is to roll down that great big hill, and then and it then... turns into like a tough mutter like competition <laughs> where you nope. earn prizes. That would be so awesome oh giovanni uh what's your whole kid situation over there so my child situation he is no longer a child anymore he's actually gonna turn drinking age next year so he's going to be 21 nice Whoa. yeah right so like my story and the reason why i drink we're gonna have to start from the beginning because this is um tea yeah <laughs> I mean, if you want to, like, hip us to the situation first, and then we can always, like, double back on any sort of, uh, you know, death by a thousand cuts later. Okay, let's go for it. So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say what my age is because I still go in for 20-year-olds, so I'm not going to say shit about that. Also, Um, you're a lady. And also, I'm a lady. Yeah. Um, You sound like you could be 20 years old i love you for real i love it yeah we'll see how that plays when i get into the older roles and try to like get gravitas but i don't know i'll I'll cross that bridge when i get there i feel that way too i (laughs) i feel like i I always play younger than i am and then whenever i tell people my age they're like what uh and then uh but i feel like no matter how old i get i'm always gonna be like goofy and weird yes i don't know (laughs) i feel that so much in my soul like I've been starting to let my gray uh, grow out, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just gonna like do it, like just let it grow out. But then I, I feel like they'll try to cast me and stuff, and they'll they'll have no idea. But here's the old, here's the other thing: no one casts me in anything, so fuck it. <laughs> Giovanni, that's why you make your own shit. Make your own yeah. shit. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so I'm going to start at the beginning. So I'm going to put a caveat that my mom had me when she was a teenager. So all the shit that's about to happen, she did the best that she could. Okay. Okay. Uh, So uh, when I was younger, uh, my mom basically was with a guy who was not so nice to me, moved with my grandparents. And then when, uh, yeah, when my grandparents got sick, my mom was like, okay, everybody has to move to the Philippines. And I was like, fucking fine, right? Is that Um, where your grandparents were? 
No, we were oh. in the United States. And oh. the reason why I was with my grandparents, and this is like in eighth grade, I think. The reason why I was in why I was with my grandparents is because my stepdad was abusive. I told my mom and she stayed with him. So was, <gasps> this is the backstory of the show. Oh, Giovanni, that's yeah. awful. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm all good right now. We'll see what happens, you know, <laughs> later on. Um, and sadly, it's like such a, it's a, such a common thing for, for like a kid to say to, you know, their mom, like, my especially at least with people of maybe more of our generation and older right of just you know this person is abusing me and they're like mm, you're a liar like the, yeah um, exactly it's, exactly rough. yeah, yeah. But even not like i you're a liar it's like i still love him which made me sick to my stomach so yeah. i moved in with my grandparents my grandfather who i loved got really sick and my mom was like okay let's move everybody back to the philippines so that uh, he can get medical care. And this was like in maybe the beginning of sophomore year. Okay. And so we moved all to the Philippines and I found out that my mom had another family there. So that just threw me into like this shit storm of like ridiculousness plus, you know, moving from the United States to the Philippines, which is a third world country, just like Wait. super shell shock. Okay. Yeah. So I know that we are just dipping our toes into yeah. probably a very epic story, but I just yeah. want to understand. So uh, were, was your mom born in the Philippines and then you were born in the States? And then, so yeah. My mom was born in the Philippines. She came here, uh, I guess, soon after I was born in the Philippines. And then when I was two, uh, I came over undocumented. I'm legal now, but undocumented uh, with my grandmother um, when I was two. So she wow. was born in the Philippines. I was born in the Philippines, but then we all kind of like immigrated here. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, as a family, like as a family unit, everyone came to the states, and then yeah. Some, but then at some point, your mom was like, "Oh, but also I have this other family in another." Yes. Country. Yeah. So there's a lot of tea there too that I'm not going to get into because we're going to focus on me being a mom. Damn it, no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I went to the Philippines uh, with my grandparents and found out that my mom had another family. And so this is where my brain state was at. And I joined a youth group that I was like, oh, my gosh, these people like love, you know, you know, I wouldn't say God because I don't necessarily I'm not religious anymore. But, you know, I wanted to be good. And this youth group ended up being a cult. But you don't know that when you're when you're in it. No, so this, yeah, no this one joins a cult knowing it's a cult. No yeah. one puts it on the pamphlet. It's never <laughs> exactly. It's like it's all about love and like being better for the world. And this cult was, you know, like looking back at it, of course, it was crazy. But I didn't know it at the time. Right. Um, it, it always yeah. starts out as like a like a positive aspirational thing. Like exactly. we're all going to create goodness in the world. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, we not only that, like, but you're you were primed to be picked up by an organization like that because you're not only displaced physically from a from a, the, what you kind of know uh in your 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 memories and then you know you're dealing with a very fraught emotional situation yeah that, and you're you know, isolated so like, socially yeah. and in exactly from your family in a lot of ways yeah yeah, yeah. so that's right. why i give you the backstory of like 
how I became a mom because it's so kind of integral and I would never change the situation at all. So they ended up, you know, you know, lots of different tidbits in between, but they ended up marrying me to an elder in the church. And, you know, one of the things is who who married you to them, the, the cult. The cult just was like, here's an old dude and you're going to marry this person. And it wasn't that it's not it wasn't that like, you know, uh, it was a little bit more nuanced and complicated with that because I liked him. And of course, at that, you know, stage, you're like, oh, my gosh, uh, I'm special. I'm like, you know, sophomore You know, totally. like he, I'm so mature. You know? Oh my God. And the 100%. fact that the elders were like encouraging this relationship and like giving me all these reasons of like, you know, in the, in the patriarch time, like they had multiple wives and they married people that were way younger than they were. So right. in my head, that's where it was. And it's only been in the last couple of years where I'm like, holy shit, he was a pedophile, you know? Right. Cause it's like, yeah. ah! but, um, but yeah, so I would have never changed it for the world. But like one of the things is, you know, you, you didn't use prophylactics. You didn't use condoms. You know, mm-hmm. we were all like on natural planning. And it was your job to have children for God. Right. Kind of. So, you know, like um, I became a mom very, very young. And he is amazing. But also his birth was the f- most fucked up thing ever because in this cult, we did not believe in um, in pharmaceutical things. They were like, uh, pharmacy is uh, like the Greek word, comes from the Greek word pharmakeia, which is like, means sorcery. So if you participate in any type of like modern medicines, you are part of the devil. So oh, I had, no. I had my kiddo yeah. um, without any like, medication and i was trying to be so good for god i managed to use please and thank you during active labor (laughs) and he came out like eight and a half pounds um yeah i mean in a lot of ways i get i guess the silver lining is that you were young so that your body was strong and you know like if you were fucking got ripped apart let's be honest i got ripped the fuck apart Oh, girl, that's (laughs) I mean, Um, same, but also I was in a hospital. Like, that's hard. Is this the part where I talk about how difficult it was for me? Or should I just, I'm going back to (laughs) shutting the fuck up now. I couldn't have sex with my wife for at least six weeks. No, No, that night I was reading a book and I read the same sentence like five times in a row. And I was like, I got to put this book down. Right? Ari was playing Civilization on a chair next to me. (laughs) You had a hard time. Yeah, no. um, Can I? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna blanket apologize for my gender. Just sorry. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) She'll take it. Yeah. So you were, I assume, not in a hospital. There was like no medical intervention. No, there was a there was a hospital. Like I I definitely, I had like a a birth a birthing pool. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was great. Oh, you like, got a I, pool? What the fuck? What are you complaining about? It's a pool. Yeah. It was fine. Everybody like, wants a pool. Am I misreading it again? God damn. <laughs> Sorry. But, I'm, this is bad hosting. I am not doing, I'm not making you comfortable. Giovanni's telling us. You're not making her comfortable. You're belittling yeah. it. Right. No, It'd be I'm, like a cold birthing pool. I need to be more of a warm birthing pool. Back to the pool. I'm oh my sorry. goodness. Once again. So 
Okay. Yeah. In a birthing pool. So, and you yeah. could have like maybe people around like a midwife. I don't even remember. Like yeah. honestly, I wow. don't remember. I blacked out so many times during that. Yeah. Oh. Um yeah. So I don't I don't Your remember. Kids. I remember, you know, my my water broke. And again with this with this church thing, we were we were in a freaking cabin in the woods in the national forest. So like it took wow. us 40 minutes to get down to Placerville, which was where the hospital is. And I can't find my OBGYN anymore because it's like, I look up the shit, like you were like, this was happening in my teens. And I'm like, well, how can, how did that happen that people didn't say anything? So I like think about this stuff and yeah. I can't find her anywhere. So, um, and this was really? in the Philippines. Yeah. No, no, no. This was in the United States. So I came back wait to the United States. Wait a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. You were in yeah. the United States and all of this was happening. Yes. And yeah. so people, including your doctor, met with you, knew how old you were, understood your situation, and didn't report it. Yeah. And I don't know. I remember one time, like, afterwards in one of the, you know, aftercare visits that I did, she she took me into the room alone, and it was very secretive. And uh, because my ex used to, like, always have to be with me, and now – that I look back at it, oh, I was like, oh, it's because he was a pedophile. Right. I didn't know that at the time. Right. But she gave me these yeah. pamphlets on, like, um, you know, domestic violence and stuff. And I, I didn't realize that I was in, like, an abusive relationship because I was so young. Right. Um, but, yeah, I can't find her anywhere. Um, but, yeah, there were people around oh me that enabled God. this. That's why I was like, look at all these old people that are, you know, approving of this relationship. This is totally fine, you know? And so what um, state were you in? I was in California. You were in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So in the Philippines, when I joined this cult, they sent me back to the United States. Oh. And I ended up working for this couple in Yosemite. I think it was like in a town called Somerset. And I was like, I am working for the brethren, you know, but I don't, I didn't realize it was like modern day slavery until like uh, two years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're the ones that were like, oh, you know, we, we should marry you to this person because you guys are getting close. So it, it's, it's super complicated, super tea. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I had a baby when I was young, and he's like the most amazing thing. Um, even though it's so awkward because he's like a lot taller than I am, like he is six two. Whoa. And the, yeah, and when he started, like I have raised him. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that I raised him. I did the best that I could. I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> you know, and that's but, the um, best you can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to be open with him about sexuality and just like whatever the fuck goes on with his brain. Like mm -hmm. I'm trying to be that kind of parent. But like when he was going through puberty or when he was like, you know, growing older or taller than – it's not even older than I – like he can't grow older than I was. See, this is where I <laughs> – this is where my brain's like, what the fuck? I used to think that was possible with my older brother. I used to think – because my birth my my birthday is a month before his birthday, and I was like, next year I'm gonna be his same age. I was like, this is gonna be great. I actually thought that for periods in my life. That's um, so cute. Yeah, not thinking about a time, um, but no, it, it makes sense. Well, yeah. So he he's growing. How was he a teenager when he was like your height? I'm oh dealing my gosh, with I think he was. Own. I think he was in seventh or eighth grade when he started, like six or somewhere around there, where he started yeah. getting to my height. And like one of the most embarrassing things we've gotten used to it now, but like when we went out for like I took him to this, this Thai food restaurant, and you know we we're eating, and they gave the bill to him. 
And then they like winked at him. And I was just like, oh, gross. That's not what he wants to hear either. No, Although no. you should have you played that off. You should have been like, hey, they handed it to you. Pay up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my that's God. Rules. Yeah. Um, but that's like that was like awkward. And like it just the, the yeah. weird things of like, you know, he he had his first serious girlfriend this last year and um yeah so finding like lubrication on the windowsills was was really (gasps) weird and i'm not ready i'm not ready for this i'm not ready and then like and then like he went like full on and like lived with her for a year and like he's over 18 so i i didn't say anything about it and i was just trying to advise him and you know yeah be safe and all that stuff and you know um but he's he's back home now because she was a bitch and she cheated on him during the pandemic at the worst times. Wait, what? Um, yeah, so it was it was kind of fucked up, like what happened. But he's he is an amazing kid. Like he got two scholarships to go to a fashion school, and then he's he right now he just got into a school for um, mechanical engineering. So he's Whoa, amazing. Nice. Yeah, he's a Renaissance man. Yeah, Wait, fashion, fashion and, and mechanical and... engineering. So he's going to build an Iron Man suit. Like that's, that's what kind I'm of what that's he wants to do. I mean, that is awesome. totally what he wants to do. He's going to be like the princess in Black Panther. She's yeah. in a lab making all sorts of cool shit. Fuck yeah, I am okay <laughs> with this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Was that difficult? Man. Like seeing him through. Um, like it must have been difficult for you seeing him through puberty when your own puberty had been so or your own teen years had had been so unique and and stolen from you in a lot of ways we're still figuring that stuff out right now because when he did live with his girlfriend for a while I was like okay this is this is my time to find myself you know because my identity is so like from the time that I was young is is about being a mom and about surviving, you know, because mm-hmm. everything is like just fucking take it one day at a time because yeah. you can't do more than that, you know. Um, so all of a sudden you found yourself. I don't on- know if I found myself. I have no idea who I am yet. <laughs> I'm still fucking figuring that shit out. I don't know. Yeah. The time. What's yeah. the rush? It's a really extraordinary situation. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, I mean, it sounds like you are giving yourself grace, which is, which is I am one. trying to all the time. Like you, it, you figure out all the realizations in your, I want to say thirties, twenties, thirties. We'll say that because I don't want to put my actual age out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you figure out all the stuff that makes you, holy shit, that affected me and is the reason why I believe the way that I do and the reasons why I do all the patterns that I do from the time that I'm young. And I, I, I had this conversation with my kid the other day. I was like, who you are has absolutely nothing to do with my parenting of you because my parents fucked up full, like fully fucked up. And yeah. I still kind of turned out okay. And you're an amazing person just as you are, regardless of my parenting of you. So mm. I cannot take like credit for that because mm. you are just who you are and the choices that you made are like your own. So I don't want to ever steal that away from you. I don't you know. know. Can, can I chime in if that's all right, please? Uh, I don't think you need to give that credit to him, but I feel like you should give that credit to you. 
I agree. It feels Aww. like you are doing a lot of, you've done a lot of introspection and you, you, you came from this very extreme situation that was like incredibly abusive. And, and mm -hmm. the fact that, that you paid attention to all of that stuff as all, all of it was going on, other people check out, you know? So it's like, I would say, you know, you should in somewhere in your heart give yourself a ton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, I agree with Donovan. You, he, he didn't grow up in a void. He grew up with yeah. you. I think that's better than somebody plowing through parenthood thinking that they fucking know everything and then just like, yeah. you know, and then and then putting their kid in some other kind of mental prison that that also is unwarranted. I mean, yeah. So it's parenting is always two things with me. It's it's I can't tell if the things I'm doing actually are going to make them who they are or if they are, in fact, like, you know, sort of their own and they're just going to pinball through existence and then. Right. They turn out how they turn out. But but yeah, I would just I would say it sounds like you've done incredible work uh, uh as a person and as a mom okay yeah. i'm gonna try to take that in but that is one of the things that i'm i'm i am working on is like <laughs> um giving myself a little bit more credit you know <laughs> and stuff so. <laughs> um do you would you mind talking for just a moment about like the transition from living in a cabin in the woods with with a your the the person who is your son's father to being on your own with your son oh yeah uh so for me what it, it, in leaving a situation like that is all always like in stages like you see in like the movies where it's like this dramatic thing right <laughs> they run away and they rent a boat which, and have a wig which kind <laughs> of happened but there were like steps yeah. to that right like there's definitely been like the you know, and this is the reason why kind of acting saved me. And this is all I know how to do. I didn't, I don't have an education. I want to go back to school, but I just haven't been able to do so. I tried to go back to school when my kid went to, uh, you know, community college for a little while and I just, I just couldn't do it. But, um, but yeah, like I, like it started with, and this is, this is going to get into shitty weird things again. Um, so I was in the cabin and my only connection with the outside world were telemarketers because like the, the whole, yeah, the whole tenant of like this, this cult that I belong to. And it's actually, you know, and I feel comfortable saying this. It was an offshoot of an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventist church. So if you like their, their belief system is that, you know, there's going to be an end of days and, you know, the second coming of Christ and like, you know, there's going to be like Satan's going to be like the Antichrist. And there's going to be the mark of the beast and no man can buy or sell if they don't have the number of the beast and people need to prepare for the apocalypse and all that shit. Right. Which is why I'm super into zombie movies, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, we were in the cabin in the woods preparing for the apocalypse, didn't really talk to neighbors or and we didn't have a lot. Of neighbors around us it took us like 40 minutes to get to the nearest town right uh, we were at the edge of the national forest in a town called grizzly flats and you know like i would be on the phone with telemarketers and i would be like trying to keep them on the line and one of them said to me you have a really interesting voice you should you know you know do try voiceover and i was like what's voiceovers um so <laughs> 
I looked up on the internet and I found the biggest agency in San Francisco, which was Stars, and I sent a really stupid tape to them. I can't even believe how stupid it was. They ended up call I know. I, they ended up calling me in. I auditioned for them. They sent me out on my first audition. That's and amazing. Actually, I booked how, it right. How which I was like, have been if you if they were like, hey, this this girl's really interesting. Yeah, and like, and I I was like, oh my god, it's a sign from God because. The guy that I was with, he didn't have a job because he was like, I'm going to quit it because we're prepared for the apocalypse and you're not a good enough mother. So I was like, okay, yeah, I was like, those guys, you can't have a job. You can't have a job and then like, you know, hold authority. (laughs) (laughs) And I believed him because I'm like, if you want your kid to have a good mother, also maybe like a. Don't have a, ch- a child bride. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It was crazy. But oh. I was like, okay, this is Jeez. my only way to make money to feed the the family. Mm-hmm. So he, he agreed. He agreed <gasps> to let me go on these auditions because I made money. And so, um, Did my you drive yourself? No, he drove me. He drove me to every single every single thing. And so my agent said, well, we want you to take this class because we, can, we want to be able to send you out for more than just voiceover. So I ended up going to this class in, in San Francisco for a little while. And my classmates thought it was really odd that I had to be downstairs right away, you know, um, right. after the class ended. Otherwise, I would get in trouble. And so... They, one of my classmates gave me this book called Free Yourself from Abusive Relationships, and they I had to hide it. And yeah. they, they it had this checklist of, like, things that were abusive that I was like, oh, shit. You know, I marked pretty much everything on that checklist except for two, mm-hmm. two things. Um, and that's when it just first started in my brain that I could possibly be in an abusive relationship because – I didn't have anything to like go off of. I didn't know what a healthy relationship was like. Like he would throw shit at me and I was like, oh, it missed me. You know, I'm fine. (laughs) Like like I didn't get hurt. Um, But when he actually hit my kid with a belt, that's when I was like, I got to get out of this because, you know, my kiddo was like one and he, (gasps) yeah. And yeah, he was one. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't know, but I was like, there's, I can't have him grow up in this. So even though these little seeds were being dropped in my brain about like it being an abusive relationship, it wasn't until like he did something to my kid that I was like, okay, I got to go. So, um, you know, I made the book said to make an emergency escape plan or like what you would do and like a pack a bag and stuff. Mm-hmm. So on one of the auditions where we would drive into San Francisco, which was a four-hour drive for us. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, to go from Grizzly Flats to San Francisco. Yeah, uh, anytime the word Grizzly is in the name of your town. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, that's a lot of pressure. On, just in a really silly way, like, it's like, go to your audition. No pressure, but there's eight hours of driving involved, so you better – bucket yeah yeah but that was kind of like my mindset I was like okay the Lord will not give me anything that I can't handle you know that's still where my mindset was mm-hmm. so <laughs> I know um but yeah I packed a go bag and um and I took my kid while he was in the shower and I left <gasps> and it was like the first time that you know I got in the car and then I had called my mom beforehand to meet me 
and uh, she got me and we flew. We so she she got us and then we flew to her place in Las Vegas. And it was Whoa. like the first time that, you know, wow. I had, you know, kind of reconnected with my mom in like we had little moments of connection, but that's, you know, we still, you know, it was still weird. But mm-hmm. I like reached out to her for help at that point in time. So that was kind of like getting my feet back to, you know, to a kind of like an okay place. But, mm-hmm. you know, at my, my, my brain state at that time was still kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, like, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's, that's how I went from you, you had just escaped a cult. Yeah. And a pedophile who was holding you hostage. He wasn't holding me hostage. I was there. But yes, my brain was. Yeah, I'm still no, I'm still figuring that shit out. I don't know. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I would think kind of yeah, even though you're not chained to anything, you're, you're right. You're psychologically being held hostage. He is psychologically, yeah. yeah, and and in a way physically because he, you know, because yeah, the child was real. The in, yeah, the intimidation was super real. Um, yeah, but yeah, and when you like, move to Las Vegas for a healthier living environment, things are fucked up. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing, Giovanni. And so after you moved in with your mom, you continued to audition and Um, you know, I took a pause on it because obviously I needed to reset my brain. Mm-hmm. But my mom was really helpful at that time, which I give her a lot of credit for because she w- was doing well financially at that time. She's lost it all now. That's my mom though. But yeah. um she helped me with a, you know, like the deposit for an apartment in San Francisco. Well, not San Francisco because San Francisco is still super expensive, but Daly City, where all the Filipinos go, you know. Um, so we we had an apartment in the in San Francisco, and my grandma stayed with me for a little while mm-hmm. as I got on my feet. And then yeah, then it was like fucking single mom, crazy pantsness, you know. Until now, you yes. know, like. Yeah, it's a lot. Do you feel like your mom understood at that point in time that maybe she had done attributed to it? Yeah, attributed to a lot of of pain uh, and hardship. Yeah, I think that's why we are. You know, we can we can still talk to each other is because I can tell her the shit that you did to me was really fucked up. And she can hear it as, you know, in, in, you know, I can't talk to my dad all that much because my dad denies it all. But with my mom, I'm like, okay, I can say this really fucked me up and this is how. And then she'll be like, you know, I'm sorry. And then I was like, good. She was, she was barely 16 when she had me too. So Mm -hmm. like, I understand like when I was young, she was still trying to freaking find herself as well. So I get it. I totally get it. What did your mom have a similar situation in terms of? Uh, she doesn't talk about it, but I'm sure she does. You know, because you know the Philippines is kind of kooky. We like our family's from Tondo, which is like the poorest of the poor of the poor neighborhoods in the Philippines. So. I'm sure whatever she had to do to survive mm-hmm. was probably not like, you know, super healthy. Was your dad also 16? I think my dad was 18 when uh-huh. she was 16. So he wasn't like a 
technically a pedophile. <laughs> you know, like, it was, you know. Um, but yeah, they were both really, really young. I, I do find, you know, I know them in my own family and I, I see this everywhere that a lot of times uh, teen teen pregnancy is like a a sort of um, a, a pattern within a family a lot yes. of times. And yeah. it sounds like you have broken that pattern with your son. Oh, no, I got pregnant when I was teen. Like I, oh, wait, well, my kid. Yeah, my kid. My kid is <laughs> What am no, I kid- what if I had up until this point not understood anything on the most basic level that I was like, no, no, you were, wait, what? Uh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, your son, your son yeah. has made it to adulthood and he- Without is, getting pregnant. Without getting Cause pregnant. Because he's, he's a man. <laughs> well, yes. But, but he hasn't gotten anybody pregnant, which is, you know, I think it's because we're open about talking about sex and things like that. Yes. Trying, trying to be sex positive uh, because my mom definitely didn't talk to me about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And all I got my information was – all I, the only place where I got my information was from the church. Oh, so, God. Well, yeah, churches I know. are usually a great place to get information <laughs> about family planning and uh, condoms. They're known for perspective. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I'm just there's, – there's so – we could – oh, man, there's so many questions, so many things yeah, that I – Go I, for I, it. No, as an interrupter, I was thinking, uh, uh, was there, when you finally left, when you finally got out, was there any kind of a custody thing? Oh, Oh, yeah. It was pretty horrific because, you know, one of the things that a person like that does is they love to control, you know, through, through, through whatever facets that they could. So the custody thing was so, so tiring and so draining. Um, And he didn't want to pay child support because it's like this thing- that you that is like held over you and I was so young that I didn't know that there were you know systems in the government in place to help you out with that like I just didn't know you know there's so many things that you don't know when you're young and I just wanted to not be around him and honestly what stopped him from stalking me was when camera phones came out Mm. so like yeah so yeah so I can document it and that was the only way that he stopped stalking me and then when, when my kid was a little bit older, and this is like his story to tell, something happened to him at his dad's place where he stopped going over there. And then it became this thing of like, you know, you're preventing my son from seeing me. And I'm like, I'm not. It's his choice. And then we had to go to counseling for that, which costs a lot of money for a single mom. Yeah. But the great thing about the counseling and the court stuff that happened from that is that he was made to pay child support. Nice. Mm. Yeah, from yeah. that time. And I I didn't I never went back cuz you can go back and you can like up it when the other person's income goes up, but I just don't want to deal with him, so I just yeah. kind of let it go. You know, because it's like it's there was so much mental stress over the court system and over that yeah. that I just I just couldn't do it because it, my daily thing was like survival about putting food and a roof over our heads. Yeah, oh, so unbelievably complicated too because then Child support, while helpful and necessary financially, mm-hmm. is also this tether to this abusive person. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, so there's so oh, man. There you, was so like, many shit. Your story is incredible. Um, yeah, man, you did a fantastic job. Yeah. I, I wow. I'm. Time impressed. will tell. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, no, like, I'm no. always like, you time has so point. far told I, that you're yeah. doing an amazing job. I'm a host. I have the authority. Yeah, I'm saying it. It is okay. So- <laughs> Thank you for making me feel welcome, Donovan. 
Yeah. No, I'm just like, I, I now have nothing to say. Cause like, it's just going to sound like, you know, somebody walking around and you know, he was like, Oh, compound fracture. Yeah. I'm going to complain about my mosquito bite. <laughs> Giovanni. <laughs> I know that my own uh, relationship with uh, my mother and the way that she parented me has often resulted in what I call parenting in the dark. Like, I feel like I'm parenting in the dark because I didn't always see the the right way to do it. It wasn't like, um, uh, what is it, modeled for me. Mm, yeah. Do you feel that way as well? Oh, God. Yeah, I had no, you know, like no modeling for like healthy relationships in general. And right. so I feel like I had to read a lot of books uh, to figure out what um, what healthy relationships just in general look like before I even like do dove into like, what is a healthy parent? And I don't know that there's actually like a good like the right way to do things. Like I feel like yeah. we're all just fucking figuring shit out as we go. Like no, nobody knows how to adult, you know, like adults <laughs> are like, I don't know what I'm doing. And especially now during this time, like nobody knows fuck all what we're doing. So I, I yeah, am all... there with you 100%. I think we are all just winging it mm -hmm. and uh, doing the best that we can at <laughs> each given moment. Exactly. It's made me distrust every bit of confidence that I ever see in anyone's face. I'm like, you don't know what they're <laughs> Shut up. This week's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Verikai. Verikai is like a life coach in your pocket. It's an app that will teach you valuable life skills to help you achieve your personal goals. It's for anyone who is interested in personal growth and development, and it's for women who are stressed and worried about the world and are looking for a way to create change by improving themselves. Many times, as mothers, we've lost our sense of self and are looking for a way to de-stress and feel more like ourselves. So especially for moms with very little time, Verikai is the perfect tool, featuring bite-sized lessons and exercises. So it's a sustainable way to work on your personal growth or simply de-stress. The Verikai app takes into account different learning styles and it integrates a variety of tools including recordings, journal prompts, an electronic vision board, that was my favorite, breathing practices, and a personalized journal to record your journey. There's lots of free content with the freemium model where you can dive in deeper with premium courses and new content is added regularly for both freemium and premium subscribers. So make 2021 a year about your personal growth. Download the Verikai app to learn valuable life skills through visualization, mindfulness exercises, journal prompts, and in-depth courses. It's perfect for busy and stressed out parents. Visit verikai.com holiday to claim your special offer of the premium subscription for just $49.99 per year. That's verikai, V-E-R-A-K-I dot com slash holiday to claim your special offer of the premium subscription for just $49.99 per year. Our sponsor this week is Bombas. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. 
That is quite a claim. But I have to say, Amanda and I agree. They have a really great product. They've literally rethought every little detail of socks that we wear to make them way more comfortable. My favorite Bombas are the little slipper socks. They're cotton. They fit great. They're not too tight. They're not too loose. And because they're cotton, they feel really good. But these socks do more than just keep your feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because for every pair of socks, that you purchase. Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash WMD. That's Bombas, like we're the bomb. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash WMD for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash WMD. Get cozy. Well, here, let me, uh, let me tell you what has, uh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, shit. I just realized, Doesn't... like, oh, I guess as a host, I should just steer the ship, right? You better um, bring it. You better come with it. Oh, shit. What was the thing I was going to talk <laughs> The bar about? has been raised. I also, I want to see, before Betsy starts, I think we need to start right now. Just, I want to, your story is going to be on Netflix. It's going to be a multi-season thing that's happening, Giovanni. Um, <laughs> I do. We, that was, that needs to happen. Oh my uh, God. I'll put it in, in the in the ether. It's like I definitely I think a, a young mom tall son show would be hilarious um, because there are so many instances of like I am like fucking like what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> you know, um, but like in a comedic way because like it, the struggle is real. You know, the struggle is definitely real. But that would be fun. That would be totally fun. Yeah. I don't know if anybody could do the escaping from the cult sitcom. <laughs> Although, I mean, that might work. Should we? We'll we'll we'll, we'll chuck out some scripts. We'll we'll come up with some, some ideas. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry. I am texting my husband, being like, "What was the thing I said I was going to do?" Because again, I uh, lost my mind. All right, I remember now. Oh. So here's what I was going to talk about. So I. I on the show in the past, I have uh, been on the record uh, where uh, before quarantine and all of this, I um, would like freak out if it was, you know, summer break uh, or even Christmas break. Like winter break last year was three weeks long and I, I felt like I was going to die uh, being home all day, every day with three kids. Um, and usually when I was financially able, I would send them to camp or whatever. Um, but because it, we were uh, not financially doing well, we didn't, uh, I think, do that. And, or at least in the summer. I don't know. I can't remember. It's all a blur now. Um, but I'm realizing now we're, we're heading into winter break. And after being in... Uh, like essentially lockdown uh, pandemic quarantine since mid-March, it's actually a strange relief 
uh, that they're going into a winter break because even though they're home, like I'm, we're already dealing with the just sort of never ending, like relentless um, Zoom teaching things. Yes, we won't yeah. have to do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, at least if we're all stuck at home and there's no end in sight, at least I can sort of, you know, we can like sleep in and uh, just, you know, stay, never get dressed and uh, <laughs> and just play iPads all day. And you've been uh, really getting like, dressed. No expectations. What? You've been getting dressed during this whole time. <laughs> At least I'm... the top half. <laughs> no, but that's oh. like I feel like if you're not wearing PJs, you're disrespecting the workplace in 2020. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. it's like people that walk around wearing ties and in their home and have butlers. It's unacceptable. Who wears ties? Do people I wear ties know. on these Zoom calls? I, Ari maybe. wore a tie the other day on a Zoom call. Yeah, I love Ew. it. <laughs> yeah, he wears like hard pants all the time. <gasps> I have not been wearing hard pants at all. Like only like two or three times, and it was only for like an audition. Oh my gosh! No, I don't think I've ever put on like hard pants. I think I've been living in like leggings yes. this whole time. Same leggings. My way of dressing up now is to put on the things that don't have holes in them. Yes. That's that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, you can't actively see my armpit in this shirt? Fancy. It's all good. It's fine. <laughs> but I have been making my kids get dressed on weekdays, usually. Yeah. Not always. My daughter has a little bit of style, though. She, she'll, she'll get dressed up for school. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah my, my kid too. Yeah? He's a fashion person. Oh, so, yeah. Like, he's... He's like when he gets dressed, even in his schlebby clothes, he looks amazing. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't I get that? Of course. Wait, it goes the other way. <laughs> I was like, Hold on. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah. Well, he should be dressing you. Transfer. I like it. Yeah, no, it's I feel like I'm learning by osmosis with him, you know, with the with like what proportions are better and stuff because he will just look at me and just give me like so much shade <laughs> you know like like what are you wearing mom well uh, you are an entertainment professional he should be your personal stylist pro bono i feel like no he's not okay with that he's like no <laughs> not for you mom and if Wait, i what? do that you're gonna have to pay me <laughs> okay nah, you know what that tells me, Giovanni, you have taught him boundaries. That's a positive thing. Yes. Yes. Like, I'm glad that he knows what his worth is. <laughs> but he will He will give me advice, though. He will. And then, like, when, the, when he does pick out something for me, it does look really good. So I'm like, oh, do this for me all the time. Right? Pick out my clothes. Oh, I have to pick out the clothes for everyone in my house. And I'm really not. I shouldn't be the, necessarily the person who picks out clothes. I learned recently that my husband doesn't understand how color coordination works. He's not. I don't understand how color coordination <laughs> works. My husband thinks that color coordinating just means wearing monochromatic clothes. Yep. Yep. So like, like, a like, a, like a team uniform. Sure. Yeah. So he's like blue pants go with a blue shirt. And it, like if I have brown pants, I should wear a brown shirt. And uh I, I don't agree. Uh, I but see it's no not... fault in this logic. <laughs> Giovanni, like, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 I understand it as a concept, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm learning by osmosis. But my kid has this app on his, on his iPad that gives you complementary colors. So you Ooh. like put, yeah, you put it in something, and then it gives you the complementary colors on it. So, uh, like, that's like color coordination. But I just, if you see my house, everything is yes. rainbow. So I'm like, everything goes with everything. That's so cute. <laughs> I love it. There's some science to that. Like if you talk to directors of photography or something like that, you look at the color wheel and it has all the different shades and you can basically go uh, opposites and then certain things will complement. Even opposites complement in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've we've Mm -hmm. reached the limit of my expertise on this uh, subject completely. (laughs) I know that the color wheel exists. You're right, though. Uh, Maybe I just need to get a color wheel and show it to all the boys in my house. And be like, here, these are complementary colors. These are whatever the fuck adjacent colors. <laughs> and this is your art lesson for the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. I homeschooled. Exactly. So, yeah, th- that, that's the thing. It hasn't actually broken me. It's It's been a surprising thing that I have uh, come across, which is yeah, just that normally uh, a, a winter break would break me uh, because everyone's home. And since everyone's been home, now I'm actually welcoming it, which is a weird, just bizarro place to be, uh, because now there are just fewer expectations, um, which is really saying something, because I feel like there are already such low expectations for where <laughs> we're at, uh, my family, and just, you know, uh, yeah. So there we go. Uh, Donovan, what is what has broken you? I... I was similarly i don't know if it was okay i was possibly broken uh due to the covid circumstance um (laughs) it it broke me in several different ways i feel like every time i come on this show i'm telling you about um sometime my son has broken a limb and uh because he's he's had as many bone breaks as he's had birthdays and i'm like that's just messed up but he's you know I don't know. He's, he's that's like we have a, a friend of ours, uh, Steph S. Kahada. She's been on the show a couple of times, and ser- like seriously, like the hospital, sh- the ER should give her like a punch card. Like they're in there <laughs> all the time, and it's not shit. Like she's, it's not her fault. It just happens. They're always yeah. going to the emergency room. That is well, hey. so frightening to me. <laughs> yeah. That is like that's scary to me because I'm like, oh, I don't have health insurance. That's really Ooh. amazing. You oh. know what I mean? Like that's like I can't even think about that. Donovan, how many like how what places did your kids break their bones? Yeah. Like, no, one of them was just right next to me, uh jumping off of the bed onto a carpeted floor and he was two. Like what two-year-old breaks bones? He broke four metatarsals in his foot. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. <laughs> no, we were like we were like but he can't properly communicate at that age. So, <gasps> you know, he's like his his ankle hurt. We thought he rolled it. It happened right a foot away from my face. I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe he rolled his ankle." I don't know. Um and then he was kind of just hobbling around, which he normally doesn't do. And so, like, when we we basically let it go overnight, and when he was still messed up the next day, we were like, yeah, we're going to go take him to get some x-rays. Because just he can't tell you exactly what's going on. And he was Mm -hmm. kind of okay for the most part. Um, So, yeah, it's just set up this crazy pattern, um, which is like, it's not like I was a kid and was any less reckless or rambunctious or climbing and jumping off of stuff. You know how they describe certain kids as, yeah, he's a climber. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I was. And, you know, my son is like, he'll, oh. he'll climb the inside of a door frame, like a door jam in order to get, get to the him top. to the, 
Get him to the indoor climbing gyms. That was like, seriously, like it's funny that you're bringing climbing. That was like our saving grace when was was a teenager. But yeah, get them to a climbing gym because then they have like the 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 padding underneath, and then you can let them go crazy uh, in in the indoors. And you feel like okay, they get all their like wiggles out, and then if they fall, they fall on the foam pads, and that's that actually that was actually one of our favorite places to go when. My kid was a teenager and had all the hormones running through him. Plus, yeah. he got to meet like people that he <laughs> felt good with. See, <laughs> I, I have yet to find the off switch with my son, though. With, uh, <laughs> you know, like the the, <laughs> the other direction of the faucet. Like, he, I, I just I feel like I'm just giving him more tools to get to higher places. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, for real. It's like some kids are climbers and some kids are not. And my kids are not climbers. And the stories I hear from parents who have kids who are climbers are terrifying. So he, he'll just he'll crawl up like the inside of a door frame, essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah. To get yeah. to the, um, uh, you know, uh, like the pull up bar that's like in there permanently in the door jam. So we can't close that door anymore. It's just where it lives. Um, <laughs> and then my daughter jumps up and she grabs it because you're talking about like a kid who's taller than you. Like my daughter is about four inches shorter than my wife at the moment and she's oh. 10 and it's just like they're possibly wearing the same shoes i'm yes. confusing clothes all the time i'm like whose pants are these if they're stretchy pants i have no idea um i'm like my older two have started to wear um for like pajamas like cotton pajamas because you always have to size up because they're always like super tight because they have to be like flame retardant and if they're cotton they're not anyway so they're always like wear them tight uh so i've started to buy them like small adult pajamas and i take them out of the wash and i'm like whose clothes are these they're <laughs> my oldest yeah. son wears shoe yeah like i think i wear a six and a half women's shoe and he wears a six uh so you get him confused all the time <laughs> well no i'm just like who like again like whose boat is this person feet are going these shoes like these are children's <laughs> shoes why are they so enormous but yeah he's it's so trippy i just yeah. realized that that's probably the reason why my kid went into fashion because when he was younger i used to buy him clothes that were way oversized for him because i wanted to them to last a long yeah. time yeah. You know, so he would just like be walking around in shitty, ill-fitting clothes when he was like in grade school. And that's probably what traumatized him so much that he needs to go into fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he was like, I'm going to make this work. (laughs) And he had to learn how to make it work. He's like, I'm going to sell it. This is going to be glamorous. Yeah, but that's the kind of chaos of parenting that you never know, like what which which plinko direction that adult's going to pop out of because of all yeah. of these crazy things that have just happened. I mean, you're surviving, you're doing what you can, and then later <laughs> yeah. on. honestly, you just said that, Giovanni, and I was like, that is wise. I thought that was really smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom hack. Mom hack. Buy your kids super big clothes so they can wear them forever. Makes sense to me. And then have good fashion sense when they're older. (laughs) As a rebellion. (laughs) I don't even have great fashion sense, but my mom was always like, you have really great fashion sense. Like, it's a a gradient, too. Uh, 
I don't know. Well, you that. do know the color wheel. Like, you're very strict on, like, <laughs> you know that. So, culture. I believe you. You question the source whenever someone compliments you in that way. You're like, ooh, this, you know. Like, my mom, for example, used to have vests that had, like, Mickey Mouse crocheted on them. So, if she was oh like, gosh. that looks great, I'd be like, whoop, I got to check this. Check that source. Donovan, uh, that is amazing. Where did you grow up? What state? I'm a military brat. Um, oh, right, right, right. So, yeah. But that is, like, peak mom. Peak mom. Yeah, she doesn't do it anymore. White mom, I feel like. White lady mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm yeah. wearing a vest and it's crocheted and it's fast of. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, she also wore the, yeah, I remember we lived in Germany for a period of time. So she had this, I don't know, this, this like a uh, uh, khaki onesie type suit, I guess. You know, but then she wore like with these red shoes and she sort of looked like you know, she was a tour guide. So like she also had yeah. that side of her, you know, you can't can't. I feel like I want to I don't want to crap on my mom about wearing vests and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I'm just gonna apologize. Sorry, mom. There's so many times I want to call my mom constantly and apologize all the time. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Do it. Your mom yeah. will be so psyched. Who among so us has not joked about their mother's poor fashion sense? Who among <laughs> us has not had a mother wear uh, a, an ugly, strange vest in public? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if your mom was in education. I feel like all, like, teachers at my school, they all had, like, weird, like, holiday sweaters and, like, oh, this is a crocheted vest with a cat on it. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I feel like my mom is kind of she's on the younger side so all of like the pictures where I show her off she's in like some hot like swimsuit or like some like oh yeah 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 if you look on my Instagram feed some of my mom's shit is like she's like got one of those cut out like black swimsuits and oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, she's so like you have a glamorous mother I don't know if she's glamorous <laughs> like she's just Sexuality is definitely a part of who she is. Got so, it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that being its own separate kind of torture as a boy growing up. If people are like, eventually, especially when you get, we're talking about getting into oh. the teenage years and when your buddies are like, dude, your mom. Your mom. Your mom, your mom bro. Hot. Yeah. Like, I would fight everybody. <laughs> we just <laughs> fight them all. Yeah. I got to get back to where I'm, where I'm, I'm broken here. I'm broken. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, dig this. Uh, it's a little bit earlier in the year, and I uh, like we we weren't going to travel anywhere. We were trying to be very very careful about um, where we went, even like going out. My kids haven't been in a store. I think my daughter went into a store once that was technically an outdoor market <laughs> since March. You know, <laughs> my wife. She and my wife went uh, vintage shopping. You know, like one day. I mean, well, I, I don't know. I was, uh, it, it was a kind of a cool thing. I was like, oh, these clothes all get to sit in the sun for seven minutes. That's great. You know, COVID will burn off, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I've got issues. Were you, with... you were afraid there was COVID all over those clothes? Yeah. Bring it home. <laughs> I would be that scared too. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, so we ended up uh, traveling once for, uh, for yeah, I don't know, my, my, wife's uh sister had a very serious uh health thing that thank god oh, no. uh everything was has turned out fine it could have basically oh. been we went from what what could have been the worst possible scenario 
uh, for a family into basically like everything's okay. And, Yay! You know, so Good. I have felt like that through this. I largely feel like that in my life, but through this year especially, because uh, you know I think about all this shit I'm going through, and everybody's going through something. None of this is easy. We're dealing essentially with a a World War II level global event, you know, yeah. in some senses, you know, uh, we'll see how many people eventually die. Uh, <laughs> whoa. We're gonna, yeah. gonna no, I mean, you know, just to get real fun for a second. I mean, we're yeah, getting to the point where it's, it's sort of like a nine 11 scale disaster every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. Which is yeah, it's really a... grim and insane. Sure. It's an unprecedented time. I keep hearing that everywhere. Right? Unprecedented. Yeah. And there's part of me that thinks, you know, uh, I need to be more a part of the people who are actually doing something to help. Because, you know, it's mm-hmm. like World War II. You could buy war bonds. You could do stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm an actor. I, right. What did I do to give my, I have no medical training. I can't. Um, and, and so it's, you got to be, you got to find ways to help where you can um to be fair i think you know when when world war ii was happening it was very clear and like spoken out loud exactly what people could do to help the effort and so everyone was like oh great we are all helping and i don't feel like as americans we've been really called upon for you know decades to really like you know like how to like after 9-11, we were told to go shopping, you know? So like, but during World War II, they were like, I'm saving foil. I'm not buying pantyhose. Like they were, you know, they were, every single person was was doing something and it was outlined very clearly. And I think for- They're like, put this tuna in a paper bag so that that metal can be used for tanks. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're like every- paper bag tuna. Even even when we want to help, it's not always really clear. And they're just yes. like, uh, I don't know, give some money to someone. It's like that's <laughs> it. Huh. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 a, well. The other part about all of this is coming together to help, and and is is the a very basic human instinct. And mm-hmm. the right thing to do right now is to not do that. Like, mm-hmm. don't go give yep. somebody a hug. Um, you know, I was over at a, uh, like at a backyard kind of thing. Um, and, uh, um, uh, I accidentally, like a guy was like basically making the move to like, give me an air hug and he was making a joke, but I, I accidentally hugged him. No. I was like, <laughs> but we are oh, so shit. starved for what affection. Did I do? We are. You know? <laughs> and like touch is like such a big thing that it's like, it's in our instincts to be like, ah, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Give me a heart hug and like you know, let, help me reset stuff. But you have to like have like these pods of like people that you really, really trust. It's like having like those like weird, awkward sex, you know, talks all the time. <laughs> You're right. Who have you been with? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> have you been tested? Yes. <laughs> I want to let you know yeah, that uh, I, yeah, I, I hugged someone a couple days ago. <laughs> They hugged a couple people. A couple. Luke, it was an accident. Yeah. I didn't mean to hug him. It's like, like I raw dogged the conversation and didn't have a mask. Raw dogged the conversation. It just happened. It just happened. We were a little drunk. <laughs> oh gosh! You guys, I I keep having dreams 
all the time now of hugging friends of yeah that's what I dream about I'm just like oh we hugged and then I was and it felt great and then and I was like it's fine and then I worried in my dream I just want to hug someone I think yeah Yeah. we're all going through something and it's a global thing and it's like even so even when my problems sometimes feel tiny because I have to acknowledge I would be insane. I would be denying reality if I didn't know that I've got it really good. Right. And I've, got it, I've had it really good and I've been very lucky and very fortunate. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, uh, so, so we, we traveled once and then I had to leave my family and I had to go, I went up to Canada uh, mm. to do some work basically for a month. And oh, so wow. had its own particular challenges. Um, because they made you quarantine for mm-hmm. like a real quarantine for a solid two weeks. And I ended up being in an Airbnb. And again, like I'm in this circumstance and it's super fortunate because I had like a little backyard that I could go into. So it's like, Oh, good. Were you racked with guilt because your wife was home with the kids and you were alone in an Airbnb? Well, she was with my in-laws. That's the crazy thing is like, you know, everybody's like, that's what I want. That's my that's, dream. Literally. That's all I want. Donovan. <laughs> I want to be alone. Yeah, totally. And I want everyone to shut the fuck up. I just want to be somewhere silent and alone. I am not that guy. I am not. I never want to be alone, essentially. I just always (laughs) want somebody to talk to. You must be an extrovert. Yeah. Because, like, I need, like, time. If I I need alone time, I will sit in my car by myself for 30 minutes. Yeah. Me if too, Giovanni. On my lap, I will too. I mean, I'll just you know, crush a burrito supreme by myself. <laughs> New time. <laughs> um, so I go away to Canada, and but meanwhile, I'm instantly miserable. It's it's very oh, clear that I'm like nowhere close yeah. to Nelson Mandela because in like 48 hours with the internet, I was like, I need to get out of here. This is horrible. You know, Normally, uh, I liken so you to Nelson Mandela, Donovan, and this is one of those times where I do not. Yeah. Uh, yes. Nor- normally, yes. Yes. Normally, I'm like, is that is that Donovan or is that Nelson Mandela? Or is that at least Morgan Freeman? Like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. People <laughs> you will never be confused with. Yeah, it's you. Go on, Donovan. Uh, all right. So we're, we're there. And this happened to be also um, over the period of time where it was I had to miss my daughter's birthday. Oh. Um, because in this, you know, it's, it's pandemic, pandemic economy. I'm not going to say no. And that's just, you know, sometimes yeah. you got work, you got to take the work and, and I am happy to do it and lucky to do it. So, uh, but I missed the, you know, her, her birthday and, and we knew it going in, um, cause we had to, you know, plan ahead of time. Yeah. And it also made me realize, cause my wife has to, uh, had to leave town, um, a lot as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And um, so she had to miss a couple birthdays here and there. And we would always do the thing where it's like their birthdays just happen to land on Saturdays and she's off photographing a wedding or something like that. So she's gone a lot of these Saturdays. And it's just that hit me in such a weird way where I was just like, I didn't feel bad as a father because I knew I'm doing what you can. You know, right. I didn't feel bad as a parent. It made me feel kind of bad as a husband where I was just like, I didn't. And I've said thank you, and I, I, I feel like I show appreciation to my wife, but I was like, it just, I knew in that moment, I knew that day, I was like, it's not enough. Aww. It's not, I haven't said thank you enough, because 
fuck, it was tough. Um, but then also during that same trip when I'm up there, um, I get a call <laughs> from from my wife and like everybody's kind of like screaming, like in the car, you get this call and then it's like, oh, no. my son, you, you, you fell out of a tree. He fell out <gasps> of a tree. And we're all like, what the fuck? No. We're going to the hospital now. We're on our way to the, and, you know, meanwhile, you're, you're hearing like, you know, what? We're going to the hospital. Like what? And, and, and her family's always a little bit loud and chaotic. So they might've been on like three phone calls at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Going to like the hospital. And he's like, wait, you don't want him to go to a hospital right now. Like, please. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh man. And so then later on they were like, yep, yeah, he broke his wrist. And, and, uh, and through all the times my son is broken bones or whatever um they've all been on my watch so there was a part of me that was like yes <laughs> not me it wasn't me it wasn't me can't be blamed this is great um <laughs> and so i was like and then and then i so i had that feeling i had to sit with that feeling and i was like you are a bad person <laughs> Um, to just sort of mildly, inwardly celebrate another broken bone of your kids. I was like, poor guy. Um, but, he, you know, at this point, it's also just regular to him. He was like, yeah, it happened. And he, you know. This oh, what a tough cookie. Really yeah. Oh, he's super tough. But he was climbing a tree. And meanwhile, oh, it wasn't just like he climbed a tree and we we're like, no, don't climb that tree. He climbs trees all the time. He shimmies up the trunk of the tree to reach limbs. That's adorable. That is so old. Cool. Yeah, he's like Mowgli. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and and so so, but he reached a dead limb apparently, and it just oh no, out. so it really wasn't his fault. And so it's like now we have the lesson in the house. And it's like you know, always reach for a live limb. I am telling you, get him, to, get thee to a climbing gym. It will now, help you. Oh, we can't do that. That's yeah, like... yeah, no, you can. But when when the world resets, get thee yeah. to a climbing gym. I think I think Giovanni's son just needs to create an Iron Man suit for your son, Donovan, <laughs> and that way he'll stop breaking bones all the time. Maybe he maybe his bones are just very fragile and they need to be replaced with some kind of metal suit. There's yeah, of, yeah, but he's got like he, we've had the checkups. He's fine. Dude loves cheese and milk. I don't really think his, his bones bone are density is okay, but it's like yeah, it's just some weird kind of bad luck. I mean, you got a climber. Yeah. yeah clamor. When I was when I was in ninth grade, I broke both my arms. <gasps> cool. so How did you break both yeah. of your arms? I fell off a trampoline. Um yeah. oh. in Vegas. In Las Vegas. Yay. Did you did you land on both your arms at the same time and that's how they both Yeah, broke? I did. I was doing that thing where somebody bounces you on a trampoline and so oh. I launched myself way up in the air, but I kind of started to go sideways oh, and my no. feet hit the outer rim of the trampoline and I pitched oh. forward. And if I hadn't broken both my arms, I was so high in the air, I probably would have broken my neck. So in a way, it's good. That <sighs> yeah. I it says, broke your fall it says so much about all of our childhoods that nowadays any sort of trampoline is like covered in a net and there's no way. Like they, they try to like make it so safe because – because everyone in our generation like broke multiple bones and like I feel like ugh, I spent a lot of time as a kid on you know we didn't have a trampoline but like at other people's houses on their trampolines and yes you were always like falling and getting hurt although it was also really fun yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, this is this is like sad story, but I remember like being young. Well, it's not really sad, but like just being left to my own devices. And my uncle, well, we were staying in like this in this room in the garage. So he had built this like bunk bed in this room in the garage. And I remember being like three or four, just laying all the pillows on the ground, just like doing dive offs, <gasps> and nobody gave a shit. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like nobody cared. But also, that sounds like fun. I get it. So fun, so fun. Yeah, yeah. like no, when it's... you're a kid, you're like, okay, I'm gonna jump off this ladder onto the couch. I'm gonna bounce onto the floor. I'm gonna put pillows there. Yeah, it's, it's parkour. <laughs> it's parkour. You, you made yourself into a human Rube Goldberg device. <laughs> like, I'm gonna bounce off this. Donovan. Did your son break his wrist on your daughter's birthday? No, it wasn't okay. the same day. It was like right. It was just in the same trip, the same time I was gone. But yeah, I was, I was gone for a month. Poor buddy. Yeah. I wow. know he's all right. He's fine now. Now he's still like we went. He climbed a tree just the other day. We rode our bikes to the park. Oh my gosh, fearless. But I also love that Donovan and and his wife were like, oh, well, the kid's gonna climb. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Like Reach my for a live like, limb. My in-laws were like, no more climbing trees. And we were like, yeah, that's not going to take. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's learned, right? He's learned. Yeah, kind of. I mean, as much as I, I think so. I don't know. Um, I think it's fine, right? Maybe. I mean, he's healed from it. And like, maybe his bones have healed even stronger. So. Sure. This is all shit we just tell ourselves. So <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like maybe. I, and me, meanwhile, we've established already I'm not a doctor in any capacity. But yeah, that's just kind of like people are like, oh, it's raining on your wedding day. Well, uh, you know what I say to my improv students? I always say uh, improv is a failure based art form. You have to fail a bunch in order to get any better at it. Um, and so you have to take risks and then you have to fail and then you get up and you dust yourself off and then you get right back up, you know, up there and try it again. And, you know, maybe art, maybe, maybe life is a failure based art form and we just need to, you know, embrace that, uh, that failure, that growth mindset, you know? Yeah. What is the thing that, I don't know who said it, Einstein, Newton, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but they were like, I did not fail 999 times in making the light bulb. I just found 999 ways that it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. There you go. Although I heard technically he stole the light bulb from somebody else. I mean, from Tesla. Yeah, I heard that shade too. And then he like yeah. capitalized on it. And then Tesla was like the poor guy. Yeah, don't go saying that in New Jersey though. There's a town named Edison. They'll like, they'll fight you over it. <laughs> well, uh, Giovanni, you've told us so much already, but it, do you have a particular story of a time that uh, parenthood has broken you? Or, you know, I, I know that you have a lot of maybe like little stories, if, if you have one that you'd like to share. Oh, my gosh. So many times that parenting has broken me. But uh, let's see. What is a recent one? I feel well, like I told it doesn't have to be recent. It could be any time. I guess, you know, in the topic of broken bones, like my <laughs> like, OK, so I kind of already told you guys that um, my kid's father was kind of wonky, right? Mm -hmm. Like more than wonky. I just I, I, I realize that I do this thing where I, I, I minimize things so it doesn't hurt so much. But yes. yeah, he was he was wonky. And I get this call that uh, my kid has broken a, 
uh, his collarbone <gasps> because he fell down the stairs. Ooh. And it wasn't on my watch. It wasn't on my watch. But I was just like, oh, my God, where is he? He would not tell me what hospital he was at. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, like, no matter what. Just to be a dick? I think so. I think that was, like, the thing. But I have this really – I'm such a woo-woo person where it's, like, I'm trying to follow my gut instinct. And, like, I do believe that there is something that is bigger than us, like, some kind of energy that's out there that, you know, if we get really still and quiet and we listen to it, like, it's there for Mm -hmm. us. And this is like, you have those mama bear instincts, right? Like, this is my kid. Mm-hmm. This is my kid. Yeah. And I, like, I, I just, I remember looking up all the hospitals in Hayward because that's where they lived at the time or that's where, you know, they were staying at the time. And going to, you know, looking where the three hospitals were. And the first one that I went to, thank goodness, you know, I went to, the desk and I was like my child is he's in here for a call he broke his collarbone where is he and that he 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 was actually at that hospital nice yeah and so you know it was still his weekend with his father so I couldn't take him home but it's like you know like knowing like being able to see him you know and like like know that he's okay and like physically like you know, see him and touch him and be like, you know, you're going to be okay was such a big thing. Um, I couldn't take him home, which was really hard. But evidently, when you break your collarbone, they don't really put a cast in you. They put your arm in a sling. And he was so young at the time that they're like, yeah, it's going to heal on his own. <gasps> on its own. How old was he? Gosh, I don't even remember. I, I want to say like four or five. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's a yeah. rough time to – I mean, it's never a good time to break a bone, but that's so little. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it healed, like it, you know, it healed, it healed fairly okay. Like they didn't need to do anything else to it. But like, you know, I I always wonder like what happened that day because he was so young and like the story is, is like he fell down the stairs and I guess he did, but I don't, you know, like, right. You know, that's exactly the story. Like that's, that's the textbook story. You're like, I don't trust that story. Right. They ran into a door. They just yeah. fell down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, you don't know. Sorry. Yeah. That had to be really hard knowing what to do in that situation. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know what to do. All I had was the instinct to go see him because, mm. you know, like I'm, I wasn't going to not see him. You know, like I wasn't like I would have driven to every single freaking hospital in Hayward to find yeah. him. Right. Um, but yeah, like uh, uh, that. But they would also like was like, wow, you know, like instincts. Mama bear instincts are kind of amazing, you know? Yeah. Like, that you were like, I will lift a car if I have to. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever so, a- ask your son what had happened? Had Were you ever able to get, a se- like, any sense of what had truly happened from him? You know, I should ask him now that he's older, but I remember, uh, like, he, he said, I fell, you know? But yeah. I should ask him if he remembers anything from that. But I haven't thought about that in years. How that he, he might yeah. not even remember based on that age. You you compound yeah. not only like yeah. the trauma of an yeah. event where sometimes memories get murky, uh, but then yeah. at that age especially, it's like I don't know. Totally, I I have these weird snapshots of my memories from from that age, and who knows what the heck they are. Plus, you know, when yeah. you're little, if someone tells you what like 
like this is the something. truth yeah exactly it you over time your brain ex- will accept it and be like oh yeah that's the truth even if it may not be uh that's rough yeah yeah i remember he used to he used to he, he we had this conversation the other day where he was like yeah you know my dad was like and your mother is like eve and she would make you know she she told adam to bite of the apple and she is the evil one you oh, know what I mean? cool yeah so but he's but now that he's older he's like oh yeah now i could see that for what that was but when you're at that age you're like you don't know you don't know you don't know you just assume what the people that are older than you are, are telling you is true of course well thank Did god you he like apples to this thing like you know <laughs> thank god he ha- has gotten to a point though as a just as a human where he understands what you know what is real and what is not and that he's able to you know a, a lot of kids would have been like great i guess my dad my mom's evil uh you know what i mean well he was like that for a while he definitely was like that for a while when you know at, at that age which mm. was very very difficult yeah um, but um but now that he's old and that's what i i love that uh, about his growing up is that you, we were able to have these conversations about when he was younger when he was younger he's just doing what what he thinks is right and what what people that are older than him tell him to do but now he has his own brain and he can look up things for himself and we can actually have sentient conversations <laughs> with each other totally well and that's great for just as a as a life experience to be able to have time to connect at that you know to find an element of peace in your life and to find something that you not only deserve that we all kind of deserve just by virtue of being humans or by virtue of being parents uh, on some level, you know, there's there exceptions do apply. Uh, but, uh, but <laughs> and I think we've talked about some of them and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, just to, that's amazing that you're able to have that, um, yeah. that time. That's, that's, a, I don't know. I try to not to get too whatever, but uh, I try to do that. We try to do that daily. You what? Know, just take what we can just to, to, to have a little moment of peace and just look at it. Like yesterday, my wife, I, I, I had to go run around and do some things. And my, like when I came back, I had brought some food. And my wife had like both our kids just sitting on the floor and painting and listening to Billie Holiday. And I was like, oh, that's fuck. lovely. I'm, uh, yeah. And I just, this moment of intense gratitude, um, just because it was like, it was so cute. And like, you know, and, and, when things are all right, let's let's remember it while we can. Yes, you know? yes. It's not stay that way. You know, we got to celebrate the wins. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're few and far between, and when they come, you need to like take a moment and just be like, oh, soak it in. Oh man, if I played Billie Holiday for my kids, my kids would be like, "What is it? Your birthday or Mother's Day? Why are we listening to this? <laughs> this is shit." This- We've had holiday music in heavy rotation lately, <laughs> you know. So it's, even that's just cool. Like we're just we'll we'll play Feliz Navidad on a loop and just dance around to it, which you know. I love those times. I love being freaking weird and freaking like dancing like ridiculousness with my kid. Yes. Like that's that's the like the simple joys, the moments of like just simple, like wholesome, like fun. Like we take that for granted sometimes. Yes. And I think like maybe that's why like this pandemic is keeping us like 
grateful for things like the, the three week holiday vacation that you're going to be coming up with like, oh, oh yeah, this is what it feels like to not have anything that we have to do, you know, just remembering these like simple moments of joy. Yeah, it's really refocused, I think, a lot of us on what what's important uh what's worth your time and what's not that's what important means yeah (laughs) that's true well no i have the constant uh uh, sensation where it's like i i think about essentially what i'm going through and what my problems are what our problems are as a family and i realize that i'm just so lucky because like the things that we're worried about which are legitimate i don't want to say that they don't exist right but that we have these problems because nobody's dead right you know in our immediate circle so it's so it's just it's always on a scale and so it's like there's nothing not to get too dark but the the universe doesn't really give you any guarantees right Uh -uh. it doesn't really um you know and it's something but and then also it does and what the heck i don't know i have to believe that there is always something good that's gonna happen because i feel like that's what got me through all the crazy crazy shit you know Mm -hmm. like i have this phrase that i always come back to that's always kind of been my thing is like but the great thing is and then so whatever's happening is like but the great thing is blank you know Mm -hmm. so like even if i get a parking ticket like i got a parking ticket it's costing me 80 bucks in los angeles (laughs) but the great thing is the streets are clean and I appreciate that. And I'm <laughs> yes. for somebody's salary, you know, who has a family. So it's like, you know, whatever shitty, shitty thing is happening, like try to figure out what the silver lining is. Absolutely. Look for the donut, not the hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, according to Sun Tzu, uh, not Sun Tzu, yeah, Lao Tzu, never mind. We got you. Yeah. Would say that the it is the donut hole that makes the donut delicious. There you go. It's not true at all. Scientifically. (laughs) Wait, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I I like a Boston cream. That's my favorite donut. And there's no hole at all. There's a hole in it where you put a bunch of pudding. That's what I'm saying. Pudding hole. (laughs) Um Giovanni, uh, and uh, well, actually, let me ask you this first, uh, Donovan. Donovan, is there anything you would like to um, promote? Tell, please tell everyone where they can uh, find you, see your your work, all that good stuff. Stuff. Um, well, I, I hopped onto the Instagram machine at some point. Um, I, I'm probably Donovan Patton. Probably that is your at probably. Is yeah. it probably? Okay, probably. It is. Donovan That's the word. Patton. Probably. What, I, what's funny is like I don't think they've given me a blue check mark yet uh, or anything like that. But I just thought that would be funny if like I'm the official, probably. Like you know, I just, like, that dichotomy was hilarious to me, and I was like, "Yep, that's my name. That's what it's gonna be." I so, love like, I'm it. officially probably Donovan Patton. Don't trust the internet. Don't do it's it. It's not the official Donovan Patton. It's nope. Probably yeah. Donovan Patton. <laughs> this guy might be. Who knows? Um, and then uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I, there's a couple things going on. Uh, when I when I was up in in Canada doing some work, is um, I I'm now a television director. I've been able to direct an episode of Blues Clues. It'll be coming Woo-hoo! up sometime soon, Woo! which is very very cool. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. And That's then uh, I'm doing a, a new show uh, that should be airing on Netflix uh, January 5th, I believe, called Gabby's Dollhouse. I'm like a mean, curmudgeonly cat. Hey, yes. Like, you know, not mean. He's 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 got a heart of gold, but he's his name's he's Cat Rat, and he's like, yeah, yeah. 
This is yeah, that's what he sounds like. But I've been able to work with some amazing people on that one. Um, um, it's uh, from the minds of uh, Tracy Page Johnson and and Jen Toomey, who I've worked with on other shows in the past, and I get to be directed by my friend Katie, who's awesome. Katie McQueen Deeker and uh, it features a bunch of people you might know. Uh, someone you might need to have on this podcast, uh, uh, an actress named Secunda Wood. Um, she's great. She does a lot of VO and she's just a freaking hoot. And back <laughs> when you could hang out with people, uh, she's fun to hang out with as well. Um, so yeah. Say the name of the, the new TV show one more time. It's called Gabby's Dollhouse. Gabby's it's, Dollhouse uh, on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. And then... I don't know. Should I should I shut up now? I did a my buddy my buddy Paul Malone uh, has a podcast called The Great Wild Stars, where I hop in there and I just did like a little thing for five minutes. It's a it's oh, not a, a podcast like that's this. Fun. Are you aware of this one? No. Is that oh. a regular thing? Yeah, well, it's I think it's a limited thing. Um, it's it's fictional and and um, uh, it's these it's these two aged British rockers. Uh, uh, fictional. But, it's like uh, a radio drama. Yeah, where they kind of come back and they they talk about their careers and stuff like that, and it's wildly inappropriate uh, for children. So it's it's <laughs> fun to be able to be a part of that sometimes. I always forget uh, that some podcasts are like written. <laughs> yeah, because well, this one is half written. It's 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 sort of like improv written. They'll give you the you know. Ah, it's funny though. I don't know, and I'm, I'm only in like five seconds of it, but it's fun. Excellent. Fun. Giovanni, where where can people find your work? What should they check out? Cool, cool, cool. Um, so they can find me at GiovanniEspiritu.com. My IG is GeoSpirit and then the number two. I just did a parody for, a, you know, I want to be vaccinated to the Ramones. I want to be sedated. <laughs> I just posted to, like, help my <laughs> pandemic brain. I love um, that. I teach kids and teens, which is how I make my money outside of acting because, you know, like acting is like gig work and shit. So mm -hmm. that's HollywoodActorsWorkshop.com. So uh, Ho then, what is it again? Um, Hollywood what? HollywoodActorsWorkshop.com. Excellent. So I teach there. I have a short film that is on the film festival circuit called Ally 3000 that has won a couple of awards, which is pretty, you know, fun. But film festival in pandemic time is very, very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wrote and directed that. It's won, like, social justice awards and scriptwriter awards. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. And and tour. Have, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And then I have two series. So I have a series called Dyke Central on Amazon. And the funny thing about Dyke Central is that I botched my Blues Clues audition because of that show. The casting director took one look at my resume, saw Dyke Central, and started <laughs> laughing at me. And I could not find my mojo after that. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Um, and then uh, I just uh, there was a there's a Christmas movie that just came out called Middleton Christmas where I play Eileen Davidson's assistant, um, and that's on like all the streaming platforms and shit. So Hell find yeah. me there. I'm pretty easy to find. I will not have a blue check mark for a while. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. But I want a blue check mark. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Well, and uh, you all know you should follow, uh, you know, Why Mommy Drinks podcast on Instagram and check out uh, IlluminatiImprov.com. Uh, Ari and I and uh, Jess Eason are all going to be teaching some improv classes in the new year. Very um, cool. Yeah. Take mm -hmm. that's Three awesome people. Right? They know what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. And our friend Corey Willis, who hasn't been on this show because he doesn't have children, but he's also fantastic. 
Um, Quick question about the podcast. Could you like borrow a child for a weekend just to do the podcast? I don't know what your views are. I'm a host. I'm not going to encourage this. This, this sounds, it sounds like a bad idea. All yeah, around. this sounds like a bad idea. It sounds like a terrifying idea. Yeah. <laughs> I borrowed a child and they broke me. Yeah. <laughs> I borrowed this kid. And can you believe how tough this shit is? God. Oh, my God. If I have one more improv student who tells me they have a dog and it's just like having a kid, I will lose <laughs> my mind. <laughs> all right everybody thanks for tuning in if uh if you find yourself uh surprisingly excited to for winter break because it means you don't have to put on any clothes if you don't want to (laughs) or if uh if you're breaking bones all the time climbing trees and you got a climber or if you are mama bearing it out visiting all the hospitals in your area to find your baby boy just know that you are doing a great oh i forgot to tell you all you're doing a great job giovanni oh my god you're doing an amazing job thank you you're take that in please do you are a great mom you are amazing you're so fucking kick-ass i'm so excited to uh see the movie that's based on the screenplay that's based on your life you know (laughs) one day i hope that's what you're building up to with your fucking filmmaking auteur-ness uh you're amazing donovan you're doing a great job too you're making it happen you're going to work (laughs) <laughs> birthdays you do you gotta do that shit do you gotta me. do it betsy you are doing a yeah great job. thanks friends excellent all right and uh i was a good job interruptus just now uh for my <laughs> for our listeners but yes you at uh home listening you are also doing an amazing job my mommy drinks Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire.